Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Caps PA announcer Wes Johnson, and you're listening to Bull the Pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of What the Puck. It is a Washington Capitals podcast, which means it's a podcast about your 2018 Stanley Cup champions. Thank you all for listening to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms, especially Overcast. How's it going, everybody? Unfortunately, Coach Dan cannot make it to the show this week, so you just got me. Uh, I know he pulled uh, solo duty for the first week of the season this year, and uh, he's paying me back. So now it's me all by myself to talk to you guys about the Washington Capitals and what they've been doing so far this season. Well, since we talked last, the Capitals went 1-2, and two, losing to Montreal in overtime and Toronto. But then on this past Wednesday night, the Capitals went up to Newark, went up to New Jersey, and the Caps win, the Caps win, the Caps win. The Capitals got their first regulation win in New Jersey with a 6-4 to four final. The Caps uh, actually looked pretty good, I'm going to say, in this New Jersey game. Not perfect, but 
you know, we're we're just a couple weeks into the season. I don't really expect them to be 100% to be perfect yet. I don't want them to peak too early. Brand new coach, brand new system to learn. It's going to take a little bit. You know, I probably, I mean, even though I was kind of impressed with what they did in most of the New Jersey game, uh, this still was a, a good game to watch, but I don't expect this team to have everybody on the same page until, gosh, probably Thanksgiving. So another month or so, a couple weeks until we, uh, United States Thanksgiving, I should say, not Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, but because that already happened. But the U.S. Uh, Thanksgiving is in a couple weeks, and I think that's when the, the Capitals should really be able to all be on the same page. That's when we can stop making excuses, at least. We can say, well, new system, new this, new that. They're just not used to it yet. If it's still happening, you know, on Black Friday, then there's going to be some problems. But right now, the, the Capitals were able to get a win in New Jersey. They looked really good. They held a lead in the first period. Uh, it was 3 uh, nothing. In the first period, the Capitals looked really, really strong. They looked really, really good. Second period happens, and things start to just kind of fall apart. And uh, Spencer Carberry called a timeout, gathered his boys around, brought them around to the bench, and, you know, talked some sense into everybody, got everybody to calm down a little bit. And the, the third period, you know, I, I think the Capitals did what they had to do. They looked really good. Uh, this is probably the best game they have played. Again, not perfect, but the get best game they have been able to play in this very early season going forward. The Caps, I felt, were moving four lines deep. They had goals from Anthony Mantha, of all people. He's been the talk of the town and not in a good way. Uh, and Anthony Mantha opened up the scoring sheet against New Jersey, and that's what you want to see. You know, that's what Anthony Mantha was supposed to be here to do. And uh, they used the entire rink. It wasn't just like Anthony Mantha on a breakaway. You know, it was uh, Alexis Protas getting off a, a, a crisp and easy pass to Anthony Mantha, who was able to get to the goal. We saw Sonny Milano get a goal, two from Dylan Strom, Connor McMichael again getting into the net, and then an empty netter by Alex Ovechkin. I think he needs one more, and then he will pass Wayne Gretzky for the amount of empty net goals he has. So Gretzky, he's coming for you. Alex Ovechkin sealed the deal, making it 6-4 uh, in that game. Another reason this game was pretty important for the Capitals is that they had a brand-new goaltender in net. There was a lot of talk of who potentially was going to be in between the pipes because this was a back-to-back. -back. And uh, we didn't... Uh, Darcy Kemper, of course, played the night before uh, against Toronto. So we weren't really sure if the Capitals were going to just have him play those back-to-backs. You know, we... Uh, I think it was even, what, Barry Trotz would never have Braden Holpe play the back-to-backs, even though Braden Holpe always wanted to be on the ice. They forced him off of it. It seems that trend is going to continue. Uh, Spencer Carberry doesn't want his goaltender to play back-to-back. -back. So we had Hunter Shepard called up from the Hershey Bears. He was the MVP of the Calder Cup run for the Hershey Bears last postseason. A lot of people say he was the MVP and, and the main reason why the Hershey Bears were able to get that Calder Cup championship. I think he did well in his debut. Again, not perfect. He stopped 18 of 22 shots, and uh, that's not too shabby. Uh, listening to him on a couple of inter interviews, he's a very quiet guy, but uh, you see what he can do on the ice. And, uh, I mean, I was very impressed. I, I liked what he did. 
I would like to see Charlie Lindgren back on the ice sooner rather than later. I know earlier this week he was on the ice, but he wasn't uh, practicing against his te- his uh, his teammates, unfortunately. So he, he seems to be making his way back, but you know there was no potential of him coming up against New Jersey. So they called in uh, Hunter Shepard, his parents, some friends, former coach were. And as former coach, I think his, his former coach was on Caps this morning, if you listen to that podcast. But Hunter Shepard's parents and friends were able to see him and make his debut. Uh, he's worked his way through the capital system. He's a little bit older of a, of a hockey player. He is in his late 20s. I wish I was in my late 20s, to be honest. But uh, for him to be able to make his NHL debut and have it be a victory is a big deal for him. Uh, he's a... Uh, he seems like a great guy, and and in a pinch, if you need a goaltender, he seems to be the guy to call. You know, he said he didn't have a lot of high hopes for making an NHL debut this season because he was kind of like the fourth or fifth guy on the depth chart. But here he is making his NHL debut, and uh, obviously, the Capitals are really good at uh, keeping the depth of the goaltender spot. Uh, alive in this organization. I mean, how long did we wait for Braden Holpe to finally come up and make his NHL debut? I mean, I know he was a Hershey Bear for a long time. He uh, he actually had to get bumped down to the Stingrays, down to South Carolina during the lockout year because the goaltenders we had that were eligible to play for the NHL, I think they were on like two-way contracts. So they got bumped down to Hershey, which sent Holpe down to South Carolina. And he didn't like that at all. He wanted to be up with the big leagues, and we had already seen him once or twice in the NHL. So I think all of us really wanted Holpe to be there. And then Tomas Vokun came in, which kept Holpe away even longer. But eventually we know the the uh, the, the wait was definitely worth it because Braden Holpe came in, you know, played just like a madman most games and, and was so dedicated to the sport. Um. But Hunter Shepard, let's see what happens moving forward with him. Uh, I would like to see Charlie Lindgren there as the backup yet again. But in a pinch, we know we've got Hunter Shepard, MVP for the Hershey Bears, and did did you know pretty good at the NHL level. So I'm I'm pretty happy with what he's been able to do. The bad news coming out of the game against New Jersey, though, besides the fact that it was in New Jersey, uh, Rasmus Sandin. He left the game in the third. He took an odd hit from Jonas Singenthaler, which, come on, Singenthaler, you're a former capital. Don't do that to our to our boy. Come on. But uh, it was a, an odd hit, and he had to leave the game. He did not come back. Unfortunately, as I'm recording this on uh, Thursday afternoon, evening, I don't have a uh, an update for what's going on with Sandine. And I know a lot of uh, the day of practices – Spencer Carberry makes voluntary, so you don't have to be there. Um, but we'll see what happens Friday morning if Rasmus Sandin is skating or if he will be part of an injury list that Caps have kind of been plagued with the last couple of years. It's just once somebody comes back, somebody goes back on it, and you never know. What do you guys think of the Spencer Carberry uh, choice of having the morning skate be optional on game days? I was thinking about this. He's in a a unique spot because he has to bring a lot of these young guys from the AHL level into the NHL. They're they're prepping for Ovi's retirement in a couple years, but you do have these veterans. You do have veterans like Backstrom and Ovi and TJ Oshie and John Carlson. And I mean, you even put Tom Wilson in that list. Older guys that 
have been kind of injury plagued over the last couple years. I think it's a good move. The fact that these morning skates become voluntary because you've got your big, your big guns, your veterans uh, being able to take some time, save their legs for game time. We saw so many injuries over the last couple of years happen during practice. It's kind of a smart, smart idea to make them voluntary. So the guys can, can go about their day and, and work out amongst themselves and, you know, do their thing. And then when it's time for game time, they got fresh legs. They can focus on the game. I like it. I think it's a really good idea on his part. So um, I like what, what Spencer Carberry's doing there. Now the wild are up next on Friday. They sit at three, two and one and are third in the standings for the central. That's on Friday night. And then the Sharks come to D.C. They are 0-5-1 and are dead last in the Pacific. So these next two games, this could be a really good weekend for the Capitals to regain some ground in the standings. You know, they are uh, second to last, right above Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. Uh, right above Pittsburgh for last in the division. We want them to uh, to move up the standings. I think they have the ability to do that. But these two games could be games that uh, are confidence builders. They can be points builders and they can kind of uh, help this team rewrite the the bad games that they've already been through. You know, I'm not going to say these two teams are pushovers. Absolutely. 100%. They are not pushovers, but these are two games that they can focus on that. I believe the capitals can win and they can continue working on the Spencer Carberry system that they're having trouble adjusting to. I think that if you look at these two teams, especially the San Jose Sharks, you know, they're they're a California team. They're far from home as well. They've got travel built into uh, into that. And when do they play? Let me look at that real quick. What time is it? It's a five o'clock game. So it's kind of in mid afternoon. So I was going to say the time difference could could hurt them. But, you know, five o'clock is not bad. But uh, the Sharks, they're they're fighting for their first win of the season. Uh, so they definitely have something to play for. But if the Capitals can go in there, they can get if they can get four points out of these next two games, you know, that would be that would be, I mean, number one, perfect. But uh, it could be a confidence builder. It could show that these guys like these young guys that, yes, you belong in the NHL and these older veteran players. Yes, you still belong in the NHL. I think that's what this team really needs. Uh, there's a lot of talk around amongst the NHL that these this is just an old team. They're the second oldest team in the league. We've said that ad nauseum um, over the last couple of weeks. But the Capitals can get this done. I really do believe that. Uh, Minnesota Wild, they are a good team, but three, two, and one, you know, it's it that's a team that you can build off of there. When then with the Sharks coming to town, a lot of people say that the Sharks are Capitals West. Uh, you know, it's always been a thing. But uh, this is a this is a weekend. This is a confidence booster. This is one where you can also get to know your teammates a little bit better. I know that they had a couple games uh, on the road and they had a big trip up to Ottawa, up to Canada, and they got to you know hang out there a little bit in Montreal. Now that you're at home, maybe show each other around town a little bit, get to know each other's families. And um, really build your confidence on the ice as well against a team that is dead last in the in the Pacific. This is where you get to maybe switch up the lines a little bit. You know, these lines never stay the same throughout the entire game. But uh, at and it seems as if 
they're going to have to if Rasmus Sandin can't go. That's the other thing. Rasmus Sandin, he's like number two in this uh, in this defense behind John Carlson. Right now, he's he's teamed up with Trevor Van Riemsdyk. So, is there potential of Alex Alexiev moving up? Could we potentially see Hardy Haman Octel? get his spot? Could we see Lucas Johansson potentially get his spot? Is this a thing where you play, you know, Lucas Johansson Friday and then you play Hardy Hamann Octel on Sunday? If there is a hot hand against the Wild, do you stick with him and uh, say, look, you had a good game. You're getting rewarded. You get to play Sunday as well. You know, I think this is a new coach who's trying to figure out who he is and what he's doing. And I think these are uh, players that, you know, They've got a lot to prove right now, and uh, this is your chance. If Rasmus Sandin were to go down, those are two players that definitely could step into their spots. Both these guys, look at that. They're taller than Rasmus Sandin. He's a 5'11", Lucas Johansson 6'2", Hardy Hamanachdale 6'3". So, I mean, these are taller guys. Trevor Van Reems, I guess, 6'3". So, there you go. I mean, height-wise, these guys match up perfectly. Uh, it'll be very intriguing to see what the call is. Do you move Alex Alexiev up? Do you move him up to work with Trevor Van Riemsdyk? And then do you have someone paired up with Nick Jensen instead? And they could be your third pairing. The Capitals have a lot of choices to make. They've got two games coming up where you could really make a splash. You could really do some things. So I think that this team definitely needs uh, to use these next two games as a way to figure out who they are. They're slowly figuring that out. We saw that in New Jersey. But finally... It seemed like it finally clicked in New Jersey. So let's make sure it stays that way. And not only does it click, but it stays permanent, you know, in that foot on the pedal type of type of mission here. And let's use this this these two games against the Minnesota Wild and the San Jose Sharks. Let's build off of that. Let's get four points out of the weekend and let's move on and keep going and keep building and show what Spencer Carberry can actually do as a coach. We'll be right back after these sponsors with Down on the Farm. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are going down on the farm. We are talking about the Hershey Bears and the South Carolina Stingrays. On Wednesday night, the Hershey Bears lost to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins at the Mohegan Sun Arena, giving them giving them a record of 4-2-0-0. And this was the first loss for Hershey on the road this season, and it was the end of a three-game road win streak, unfortunately. On Saturday, October 21st, the South Carolina Stingrays opened up their season with a loss to the Orlando Solar Bears, 3-6 in front of a crowd of 6,577 people at the North Charleston Coliseum. 
The Stingrays have had some time off, and they are actually going to be playing tonight, as I record on Thursday, against the Newfoundland Growlers, and they play the Growlers as well on Saturday and Sunday. Go Bears, go Stingrays, now let's go around the NHL. NHL announced that Ottawa Senator Shane Pinto has been suspended for 41 games for activities related to sports wagering. The league's investigation found no evidence that Pinto had actually made any wagers on NHL games. It's really unfortunate. 41 games is a lot, but with the rise of online betting becoming legal more and more places, I can understand that certain leagues don't want their athletes doing this. uh, And if you know, you put $2 on a bet and that gets you 41 games. That's really unfortunate. Um, but these players can't be betting on sports, I guess. Um, as long as the NHL is saying that. Zach Cassian announced his retirement from the NHL after 12 seasons on Thursday. Cassian was selected by the Buffalo Sabres with the number 13 pick in the 2009 NHL draft and made his debut for Buffalo on November 25th. 2011. He played his final season in 2022 with the Coyotes. Congratulations to Cassian for his retirement and long career in the NHL. And finally today, this Sunday, the NHL will feature the Heritage Classic between the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames, which has been dubbed the Battle of Alberta. The 2023 Tim Hortons NHL Heritage Classic will be played outdoors at the Commonwealth Stadium on Sunday. So definitely tune in and check out the Heritage Classic. I love me some outdoor hockey. Absolutely love some outdoor hockey. So Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, that'll be one to check out. So that's uh, pretty much it for the show this week. It's been a short one. I know, guys, uh, we miss Coach Dan. We wish him all the best, and we hope he's back next week. We can talk all about these caps and what they've been up to. If you've enjoyed this conversation uh, that I've had with myself, make sure you follow me on X at Brando Cash. Make sure you follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash whatthepuckpod. Like us over there. Whenever a new show comes out, you'll be the first to know. Don't forget the Brando Cash pods are on Instagram and on YouTube. You can check us out on Instagram, Brando Cash pods underscore reels, and subscribe over on YouTube, Brando Cash pod. You get to check out our reels and our shorts from What the Puck and my Baltimore Ravens podcast called The Call. Well, that is pretty much it for the show this week. Let's go over the games until we talk again. On Friday, October 27th, the Capitals, like we said, welcome the Minnesota Wild to Capital One Arena. That game's in D.C. It's a 7 o'clock start. You can watch that one on the Monumental Sports Network. And then on Sunday, October 29th, the San Jose Sharks come to town. That's a 5 o'clock start, and you can watch that one as well on the Monumental Sports Network. So that is pretty much it for the show this week. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all have a great weekend. Everybody, say it loud, say it proud. Let's go, Caps.
This has been a production of Brando Cash Entertainment. Music by DJ Wolfman. Voiceover by Sarah Jacks. For more information, go to brandocash.com.